Hey, listen, before I get started with the message and what we're going to share, we have uh, our youth facility, which is the old sanctuary. The HVAC units on that guy are about 25 years old. We've been kind of making those things limp along for two years, and they're barely limping anymore, okay? So um, if we can raise the money this summer, I'll replace them. If not, if we can start the process of trying to raise the money, when we get the money in, we'll replace them. We're going to need at least about $30,000, probably more than that now with inflation. And so if you want to help towards keeping it nice and cool throughout the facility, right? Just, uh, you can write a check out to Passion Church. You can put building on there, maybe AC or something like that. And we'll, all, all, all of that. Yeah, she's my assistant here. She needs a mic. Um, does that sound good, everybody? Do you like the AC in here today? Yeah, that, that was room most. Is, that's really loud. That room is used a lot, too. Um, so many of our life groups use that yeah. room. The youth yeah. use it on Sunday, on Wednesday night. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just a two-hour-a-week room. And I also want to thank Pastor Frank. Those of you here last week, were you yeah, blessed yeah. by his message? Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Frank, some good stuff there. Uh, you know, we listened. We were getting ready for the meeting we had on Sunday night because we were four hours ahead when we were in Brazil, so we got to listen to some of it. And, uh, yeah, you did a wonderful job, so thank you. All right, so today, Pastor Carol and I are going to share a little bit. Um, she'll share here for the first few minutes uh, some of her testimonies. And then I'm going to get into some teaching, and I'll share some more t testimonies and things. Now, what I want to do is the title of the message today is Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing. So I want to share biblical passages, share testimonies of how God healed then. He still heals now. And then we're going to pray for the sick, those who need healing at the end of this service, okay? So it'll be very, a little bit more interactive maybe than what you're used to. I'm going to kind of run this meeting as though I was overseas someplace running a meeting. or get a little taste of how I do things when I'm overseas, right? And, uh, but here to kick it, kick it off, before um, we share some testimonies and these biblical passages, one of the things that hinders, I get asked this a lot, um, how comes you see so many healings and miracles when you're overseas and you don't see as much here in the United States? And the answer is actually quite simple. It's a challenging answer, but it's fairly simple. And that is two things. We don't have an expectation for it, typically, in most of our churches here in North America. And secondly, oftentimes, we have a lot of unbelief. We don't believe in many of our church cultures that God will still heal and move in supernatural ways today. And do you know that Jesus had the same problem? Mark chapter 6, he's in his hometown of Nazareth. And it says, the scripture actually says, he could do no mighty miracle there except heal a few sick people because of their unbelief. So this is not a rebuke, but I'm trying to take us corporately to a place higher, okay? Because, uh, look, every one of our churches throughout society, people need a touch from God. They need healing, right? They need to experience God freedom. And so we want a church culture that expects God to move and expects God to heal. Another one of the challenges I get is, well, pastor, if God's a healing God, then why aren't everyone healed? And my answer is simple. Why isn't everyone saved? Is the provision for salvation any less through the cross of Jesus Christ? No. It's the Lord's will that all would be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. But not all will accept Christ as Lord and Savior. 
In some, and, and in a very similar way, there are hindrances to healing. A person's holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, etc. If there's outright sin in someone's life, there can be all kinds of different factors, all right? And if you don't get a healing today, it doesn't mean you have one of those causes, right? But there can be hindrances and factors that restrict the flow of God's, God's grace and his healing power. So I just want everybody to understand that. That said, that's all I'm going to talk about the negative aspects of healing today. The rest of this message is going to build an expectation that God wants to do something today. Amen? All right. So would you go ahead and put that first photo up there, the team photo? Uh, we're part of a network of churches called Global Awakening. I'm one of the professors in a seminary that we started a few years ago called Global Awakening Theological Seminary. Our overseer, Dr. Randy Clark, who's right there in the center in the blue shirt kneeling down, um, known Randy since 1995, Pastor Carolyn and I. He was a, a, actually a, a vineyard pastor in Southern Illinois that, or, that uh, God used. He was actually an American Baptist pastor. Holy Spirit fell on him through the vineyard church and then eventually planted a vineyard church in St. Louis. And then eventually God began to use him in sort of revival ways around the world, not the least of which was a significant revival in 1994 in Toronto, Canada. And so we've been a part of that whole revival movement in this stream for many years. And so Randy wanted to take a bunch of us faculty down there. He paid pretty much 90% of our trip costs for the faculty, right? And so um, we just had a small portion. We, the church paid for Pastor Carolyn to go. Thank you for paying for Pastor Carolyn to go, by the way. So, Thank you. Hey, man. It was so good. It's the first time her and I in 16 years have made a missions trip together. So it was really, really good. And so that was the team. There was about, and so not all of those are faculty, just a few of us. Uh, the rest of those are, there's about 70 total, so there's some staff, faculty, and then the rest are students, master's level students in the seminary and doctoral students. And that's not all of the seminary, by the way. We have more faculty that couldn't come, and, and we have about, I want to say, over 200 students total between the master's and the doctoral program. But the goal was to sort of saturate faculty and students because many of them have never been on a trip like this where they saw so many healings and God moving such power. And so that was what was happening there. So, Carolyn, share some yeah, of what happened was, with you there today. That was a highlight on my part is to get to experience their first-time experience. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a real blessing. I hadn't made a trip to Brazil and hadn't made an international missions trip in 15 years. And I thought to myself as I was trying to calculate up the years, wow, where have the years gone, right? Yeah. So I'm very thankful, and as Pastor Bob said, I thank you for supporting me and going on that trip with him. We had a wonderful time together. It was a, a mixture of experiences. Uh, I'm so grateful for every day, every minute of our trip. We, um, I personally got to see a lot of people healed. And there's no little healing and big healing, really, I think, in the eyes of Jesus. Mm. For the look on the woman's face, when she couldn't raise her arm up because she had rotator cuff injuries and that she got healed. And the look on her face of relief, joy, astonishment, uh, maybe all of them, when she lifted her arm, there was no pain. And then um, partway through praying for her, I had asked her, this was a couple, this was quite a few women there. I had asked her, um, when did this first start? You know, the interview process, when did it first start? She said she'd taken care of her father for five years before he passed away and was lifting him a lot. And the compassion of God 
came on me for her or him, but most of the women are the ones that have taken care of their um, aging parents and their love for their aging parents and their commitment to them and their faithfulness to them. I couldn't help but just weep the tears and gratefulness of Jesus for them. And so we think of healing as maybe some powerful prayer, but many times it's God's compassion, yeah. his, his understanding, they're receiving his love, and we can't, we can't make the decision how God's going to heal people, when and how. We just have to be the instruments, the ones that are willing to go alongside them to help that. Another time, it was one of our last Sunday morning, it was our Sunday morning there, and um, we were praying for many people, and I went up to the balcony. The interpreters and the catchers wanted me to go up into the balcony to pray for people. And as I'm just getting to the top of the landing, a woman came up, and she's making sure I stop, and she's almost frantic, and she was like, stop, stop. And so through the interpreter, how I understood it was, through the week prior, she had been seeing me in visions, her dreams. I'm not sure, because sometimes there's a little loss in the translation. But it, she had been seeing me. And so earlier that morning, the Lord told her to come to that church, that she would find me there. And um, she was, you can imagine her excitement to find me. And I'm not hard to miss <laughs> in South America. <laughs> she stands out. <laughs> but think what that did to her faith, my faith, the interpreter's faith. But she had pain in her jaw. And as I started to pray for her, the power of God came on her so strong that she couldn't stand any longer. And then as she was laying on the floor, I prayed for her a little bit. I wanted to get better understanding of what had happened. But then she started telling us through interpretation, I'm feeling my jaw click. It's like popping. And then she went from that moment that she was laying there feeling that and underneath the power of God to laughing, laughing screaming, uh, any other expression of emotion you can imagine. And she got up, and she was completely healed. She opened it up and down. She couldn't stop crying because the, the doctor had told her her only hope. I did have a picture up there, but the doctor said that the only hope was through surgery. And she really wanted a picture of me. And then another time in the same church at a different meeting, I prayed for a woman. She showed me pictures of sores all over her body. And she said that Underneath the skin, the sores were not healing. And the doctor wanted to do surgery and open those sores up and clean them out. And so I asked her as I was praying for her, are you sensing anything from God? She says, I feel a lot of burning. Sometimes people say hot, but she said burning. And I felt like that was a little different. So I agreed with that. I agreed with what the Holy Spirit was doing. And she came back the next day and found me. And she said she was completely healed and that all pain was gone. And um, so I just give the Lord, you know, not every time do we get to see the results of God healing, but we've also have a lot of testimonies of people coming back and telling the team or telling their pastor three days, one day, four days later, how they woke up that morning being able to walk where they weren't able to walk before. You know, so like I said, we can't put God in any box how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. Um, we just come alongside of him. And so I'm believing that. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Carol. That was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, so let me give us a little bit more here. Uh, by the way, the city of Sao Paulo, Brazil, that we're in, it's the, you know, it's the fourth largest city in the world. It's like 21 million people. It's just crazy. To put it in perspective, we have um, uh, not even eight, uh, 8 million people here in Arizona. So, I mean, it's just people everywhere just in that city. And so a lot of these churches, um, Carolyn, here's your phone. A lot of these cities are um, uh, churches in Sao Paulo are just packed. And there's been really a revival taking place there for over uh, 25 years. My first trip down to Brazil was uh, 20 years, actually 20 years ago this summer, and it's still moving and just revival and so many people. By the way, some of what I'm going to teach you uh, today on this message of Faith for Healing is out of my book, Receive Your Miracle Now. Uh, if you have any questions about healing or the validity of it for today or that God continues to move in healing and miracle gifts, I really encourage you to get this. We have a few there out in the lobby, but you can also get it on Amazon, uh, Kindle, as well as paperback, and directly through Whitaker House, whitakerhouse.com. They're the, they're the publisher. All right, let's get into the B-I-B-L-E, all right? We'll make this thing legal. Okay. Matthew chapter 9. Again, I'm talking about faith for healing today. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. Then Jesus went about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness, every sickness, and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. You heard Carolyn talk about compassion a second ago. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. God wants us to pray for laborers to go forth into the harvest fields of the world. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go down to Brazil or someplace else. That's right out the doors of this church, right, of this building, right? It's wherever God sends us. Now let's look at uh, Matthew 10. I'm going to read verse 1, then verse 7 and 8. And when he had called, so now he's telling them, he's, he's demonstrated, he's gone through these cities, villages, teaching, healing the sick, doing miracles. He's moved with compassion, tells them to pray for laborers to go out. Then he actually sends laborers out. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Verse 7 and 8. And then he tells them, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. All right, so he goes into the cities and villages, and he, you could say he took it to the streets. You know there's a go in the gospel? That was weak. Let me try. There's a go in the gospel. That means today, tomorrow, when you, every day we should be, Lord, is there someone you want me to share you with? Is there someone you want me to minister to today, right? Be looking, be attentive, be expecting, right? Now, he taught and preached the gospel of kingdom by healing every sickness and every 
disease. He healed it all. He gave them power over unclean spirits. Now, that English word power is from a Greek word, exousia, and it means the authority given by a superior. He gave delegated authority. He gave them the equipment, if you will, that they needed to go do the works of the kingdom, to heal the sick. And that same authority that he gave those disciples, he's given you and I. It has never been rescinded. Jesus, throughout the ages, through every disciple, he said, go make disciples in all the nations. Excuse me, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. He goes, teach them everything I have taught you. What did he teach them? He taught them how to heal the sick, deliver, right? Proclaim the gospel. Continue to do these things, right? And as we do, it demonstrates the fullness of his divinity, of his authority, of his majesty, of his compassion, of his love, of his desire to impact humanity. And this world now more than ever needs to know the love of an amazing God. Amen? The disciples went, and we're asked to go. He sent out the 12, then he sent out the 70. He told us to pray for laborers. We should be doing all we can to raise up others with the same like-mindedness to go about doing the works of Jesus. Now, here's some of the stats, and I know some were read last week here in church, but after the 70 of us ministered for the five days down there, and we ministered, I think, in six different churches and some, some of those churches a couple times a day. Um, as the 70 of us prayed for people, we saw a total of 2,575 physical healings. And we count a healing as someone being 80% or better, okay? Now, we prayed for a lot of people that the only way for them to know if they're healed to go have a doctor's report to get checked, right? But that's a lot of people that could give us feedback right away that they received healing. There were 619 emotional healings and deliverances. There was 57 salvations, 26 rededications. Of the physical healings, there were 23 blind eyes that were healed, 24 deaf ears, 13 tumors disappeared, 7 lame people walked that couldn't walk before. There were 44 metal miracles. You go, you may be wondering, what's a metal miracle? Well, that's where someone has surgically, you know, through an accident or something, maybe they had to get surgery, they've got metal in their body, maybe they still had pain, restrictive movement. As they received prayer, they all of a sudden the pain was gone, they could have movement maybe they couldn't have before. I had one word of knowledge uh, the Sunday night meeting that we're in. Uh, I saw a, a problem with the right ankle, and I saw like three pieces of metal in the right ankle. Well, sure enough, there was a young man there, about age 20. Uh, I've got a photo of him, it's towards the end, I, I think it's a young man with metal in the ankle, I think. There he is right there. He, uh, he's a soccer player, football player, and uh, he actually hit the ball so hard that it damaged his ankle and he had to get surgery on it. So he didn't have complete mobility, and so he rather sheepishly came up forward, you know, to get prayer after I gave that word of knowledge, and I think he was a little skeptical. And as I prayed for him, all of a sudden, he got this surprised look on his face. I go, try to move your ankle. Do something you couldn't do before. And he's like, I, I can do this. I said, could you do that before? He goes, I couldn't really do that before. And he had like no expression on his face. I go, I go, isn't that amazing what Jesus did for you? Yes. <laughs> he's still, he's playing soccer, okay? <laughs> Amen. So... Is it, let's just give Jesus a hand clap. He's the healer. It's not, we just prayed. He told us to pray. 
Do, do you notice in that verse I shared, Matthew 10, 7, uh, you know, or 10, 7, and 8, he said, heal the sick. He didn't say, pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. Some translations say, cure the sick. It comes from a Greek word, therapeo, and it actually means to heal the sick. How can we heal the sick? We're not the healer. Jesus is. Yes, he is. But he gave us his authority. And he expects us to use it. Okay, how many of you have seen the Jesus Revolution movie this year? Just raise your hand high, real high. Okay, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I think it's going to be on actually on uh, Netflix. I think it's going to have it soon, right? And uh, it's about, you know, revival that took place here, actually started about 1968 to 72. And it wasn't just what took place with Calvary Chapel there in Southern California. Really, it spread all over the United States. And uh, I mean, what took place at Asbury College in 1970 and other places. But here's the thing. Brazil's been in revival now for about 25 years, and we are due for another Jesus Revolution type of revival and awakening in this nation. I, I find it... I find it rather humorous because God, you know, sets things up that we've got that movie that came out this year to, you know, remind people of what happened once before. Then all of a sudden he breaks out almost the same time at Asbury College once again. And, and you know, and another revival breaks out there earlier this year, sort of pointing back to the revival in 1970 and back to the Jesus People movement that took place in that time. Church, God wants to bring another awakening and revival to America and all over the globe, right? And so we need to believe, we need to pray, and we need to expect it. And by the way, it's not a political revolution. It's a kingdom revolution, okay? It's the Spirit of God moving and upending the status quo. You know, status quo is the Latin for, you know, just the mess that we're in. And so the church in America is in a bit of a mess. We've been in kind of this status quo, but God wants to fire us up and stir us up once again morning, but to actually demonstrate the power of his spirit. I'd love to get some of my pastor friends doing healing services in their big churches all over town. Amen? I love them to death. We need the power of the spirit to be released, right? Acts 10.38, I love this says that Peter writes, he says that Jesus went about doing good. How did he go about doing good? He was healing all who were oppressed, right? Healing every sickness, every disease. And where did it come from? It came from the devil, not from God. Now, yes, if you get in sin and rebellion and different things like that, you can open the door and then the enemy can have free access into your life and sickness can come. But it's not that God brought it. If you step right through the door of sin and allow things into your life, then stuff can happen in your life. But that's not God's desire. God is a good father, a loving father. He doesn't need to bring sickness on anyone to teach them anything. He will work all things together for the good through every circumstance, but doesn't mean that he brought the sickness. Amen? Amen. Wednesday night I had the opportunity. He put the picture up there. There's two photos of a woman that was born deaf in her right ear. She came up for prayer. It was the first night of ministry that we had. And uh, she was born deaf in that right ear, and she was born with a deformity in her right arm. And she actually was coming forward because her arm had been bothering her and there was pain and she wanted the pain to go and, and you know, if God should, you know, heal the deformity, that'd be great. But mostly it was about the pain in that left arm. 
And so I'm praying for it. So one of the things, and so team that's praying today, and, and uh, just want to remind you, ask people what the situation is. And don't just jump in and start praying about that situation. Invite the Holy Spirit to come on them. Invite the Holy Spirit's presence and anointing for healing to come. And then wait a minute. And that Holy Spirit, increase your healing presence. So this woman comes forward. That's what I begin to do. And so Holy Spirit, come. Rest on her. Increase your healing presence. Increase your healing anointing. I'm saying this in Portuguese, and, and some I, I know enough Portuguese to pray some of that, and also, you know, just through the translator. And so after a couple of minutes of this, you can see the Holy Spirit, and then you watch. Watch and see what the Holy Spirit's doing and ask them what's going on. And then she says, I, I, the pain is actually leaving my arm. She goes, I, all the pain is gone. Now, her arm was still deformed. That didn't change, but the pain was gone. I go, how about we pray for your right deaf ear? And she's like, okay. She's got a little faith now, right? And so I asked, Holy Spirit, increase your healing presence. And so the translator's standing there. I got a young man helping me. And, and uh, you know, she's standing there just receiving it. All of a sudden, she's poof, like just that fast. She's, I'm like, grab her. <laughs> and she's starting to go down. And as she went down, um, she, she told me this afterwards, she heard a popping in her right ear. So that's her there right after she hit the floor, after the Holy Spirit's presence really increased. And she goes, I can hear out of that ear now. <laughs> and so she, you know, only Jesus can open the deaf ears, but he expects us to believe that he'll do it and to heal and pray for people, right? And so she, she was so full of joy and just all of that. Uh, you know, that same night there was a there was an older woman that came up to me, and she had she was legally blind. I think it was in her left eye, and um, you know, and she just you could just tell she had a lot of faith, and and I just started praying for, her, and after praying, same thing, invite the Holy Spirit's presence to come. I kind of watch, then you begin to interview what's going on, what's happening, what are you experiencing? Lord, we bless what you're doing. After praying for about five minutes or so, she goes, "Boop!" I can see out of that out of that eye. I'm like, "Obrigado, Jesus! Obrigado!" And she's like, "Obrigado!" And off she went, you know, and so. Come on, Jesus, right? So, you know, uh, we're not used to seeing that in our church services here in America. So, our, again, our expectation is oftentimes the more that we can build faith for this, the more that God wants to release a tsunami wave of his presence and his power. You say, Pastor White, it's all, you're all about, I've gotten this criticism over the year. Oh, you're all about healing and miracles. No, I'm all about Jesus. I want to make him know. I don't have to embellish anything. But when I testify of what he's done, it gives testimony, it gives power in the testimony, opportunity for somebody else to receive a miracle, and somebody out there, maybe that doesn't know Christ, to give their life to Jesus Christ, right? The missional model of Christ was to demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom by healing the sick and delivering the oppressed. He taught and demonstrated that God's kingdom was at hand by the miracles, signs, and wonders that he performed. Had the, he had the disciples do the same, same thing. He wants us to do the same. The, listen to this. The gospel is really only fully preached when accompanied by the gifts of healing, miracles, and deliverance. I, I may not, that may sound offensive to some. I'm sorry. A good sermon alone isn't really demonstrating the gospel. I'm all for a good sermon, and you know I can preach, okay? Uh, listen, I want the demonstration of the Spirit to back up the Word, right? 
Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he's telling the Corinthians, look, he'd been in Mars Hill there in Athens, and he's doing all the, you know, intellectual gyrations, trying to talk to them about their unknown God and going through all of this stuff. And do, you know what? He gets to Corinth, and you know, we, we, later, and he would write to Corinth, and he goes, listen, so when I came to you, I didn't have very, I'm going to give you the Bob Savelle paraphrase. He goes, look, I didn't have very much success there in Athens using that intellectual means. He goes, so I chose when I came to you not to come in persuasive words of man's wisdom, but I came in power and demonstration of the Spirit. You want to know what's going to break through a skeptical society that largely doesn't believe anything or is, 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 is you know, uh, all kinds of things. Listen, it's going to be the demonstration of his love and his power to a skeptical world, Right? Just like when Christ walked on earth, the needs of humanity for healing and restoration are significant. He healed them not just to reveal who he was, but out of the very nature of who God is. And so some have wrongly interpreted, well, Jesus doesn't need to do the miracles anymore because we already have the fullness of the Bible and we know, you know, and, it, and, the, and the fullness of the gospel and all of that. And so that's confirmed his divinity. So therefore, we don't need the miracles today. Listen, nowhere in this book has he rescinded the working of signs, wonders, and miracles, okay? It is <laughs> academically. I prove it in here. It's academically illegitimate to take 1 Corinthians 13. And say, when that which is perfect is in come, then that which is in part shall be done away. That's what the cessationists use to say that the gifts of the Spirit are no longer for today. Hogwash. That's malarkey. Whatever phrase you want to use. It's not true. 1 Corinthians 4.20, Paul said the kingdom of God was not in word only, but in power. The healings and miracles reveal the very glory of God. They point to the majesty of God and the superiority of his kingdom. John 14, 12, Jesus said, If you believe on me, the works that I do, you will do, and greater works than these you will do because I go to my Father in heaven. That English word works is from a Greek word erga, and it means supernatural works. It doesn't mean we're going to do more work now because, you know, the Holy Spirit's been given, so we're all going to be in different places. We all just serve harder and work harder for Jesus. Yeah, that's part of it, but that's not what the Scripture means. It means the same supernatural works that Jesus did, he expects his disciples to do. Why? Because Christ is in you. I seem to remember Paul saying, you are, as believers, we are what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. He said in Mark 16, 18, you shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. As his disciples, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, empowering us. We do the works in the authority of the name of Christ and by the power of the Spirit. Listen, years ago, I was on a trip to Brazil and by the way, I get people ask me all the time, how do, how do we really get started in healing ministry? Well, first of all, we've got altar team training here. We've got healing room training. You can get involved in that, go through that. We can help activate you, get you going. But I tell you what, if you want to get a turbocharged way to get activated in that stuff, go through the training that we offer, the Global Awakening offers, and then go on a trip down to Brazil with Global Awakening. Globalawakening.com. Look for international missions trip, okay? It's a little pricey just because of the cost of airfare, but you'll put, be put in a good hotel with a team. It's safe. They've done well. 
And listen, you will pray for more people in one week than you probably pray for in five years, okay, for folks. Because the sheer numbers of people, you'll see more healings and miracles. You'll be in an atmosphere of faith and where the Spirit of God is moving, right? So I encourage you, go. Years ago, I'm down on one of those trips down in Brazil. I'm getting ready to take a team to a church. And actually, one of our elders, David Milligan, was with me on that trip. And uh, we were getting ready to go a team uh, to, to t- take a team to a church that night. And the Lord spoke to me as I'm preparing. He said, if you see yourself as merely human, you will function as merely human. But if you see yourself as a supernatural being, you'll function as a supernatural being. Remember sharing it with the team that night. We went into that meeting that night, and it was like God just moved. Many were healed, touched. It was like everybody we prayed for had some kind of encounter with God and healing and getting touched by the Lord. Listen, God wants us to expect that he is in us and he is working through us. If you are a born-again believer of Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit within you. In fact, Paul said, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And there is no junior Holy Spirit, youth, kids that are in the room. You have as much Jesus in you as I do. And so when all of a sudden we disengage our brain and the I can't do this or I'm not this or I'm not anointed. No, listen, Jesus is in me. I'm joined one spirit with him. And if I lay hands on the sick, it's that Jesus is laying hands on the sick. By the way, the more people you pray for to get healed or receive a touch from God, the more that you'll see get healed. Why? Because if you don't activate it, God can't move. Prayed for a woman last Thursday night. She had just had surgery. Pins in her shoulder, another rotator cuff thing. She's got her thing. This woman, it's like she's upset with the doctors. I don't know how to describe it in any way. And, and I could tell, and I'm asking her, I, you know, she's, she's not in unforgiveness, you know, I made sure, you know, but she's got, she goes, I want the pain gone, and I don't have the mobility. They said the surgery was going to take, didn't take care of it. She's got the sling. This woman is pressing in. She's seen others get healed and pray for about five minutes, and I'm like, how are you doing? Invite the Holy Spirit again. How are you doing? Pain, it's pain less, pain's a little less. Pray again. Pain's a little less, okay, movement, she's going like this. And with five, seven minutes, pain's gone, and she's like this, thank you, bye. I'm like, yay, Jesus. It's funny, a lot of them don't stay alone. They thank you, they smile, and they're gone. And I'm like, okay, all right, great. So Friday night, I prayed for a man who was nearly deaf in right ear. So he had such severe hearing, hearing loss that he was, considered deaf in that ear, but he still had just, he could hear like, like this, he said kind of noise. Again, and it took him, it took me about four times, four passes of praying for him. Just keep praying. See, sometimes when people get prayer, they're in a hurry, they're like, well, let's leave, you know, football games on later, not this time of year or whatever, you know. Hurry to get home. Hurry to get to lunch. It's like, no, no, let the team pray for you. Let them go through a few passes. Let Jesus continue to soak you in his presence, right? So I went through a couple times. He's like, okay, 50%, I'm, you know, better. Then he's 70%. And he's like, I'm 100%. Now he's all smiles, hugs. He takes off, right? Just a few minutes later, go ahead and put this photo up there. He's a young woman. I didn't get photos of everybody I prayed for. This one, I, I take photos, not that one. That's the deaf ear. I need the blind right eye, legally blind right eye. Thank you. That one. 
um, she came up, and she's just got this desperation. And she starts crying immediately. She goes, my right, she goes, I'm legally blind. I only see 18% out of this eye. So she's got an expectation, and she's just ready. So begin to pray for her, and bam, once again, the Holy Spirit just increases his presence on her. She could see 100%. You can see the smile and the, and the joy on her there. And that, that church right there, the, I have a photo of Pastor Marcos. Can you throw that up there? And uh, Pastor Marcos... Great guy. So this, that, this these, <laughs> my friend Gene, he, he photobombed the photo there. Uh, but Pastor Marcos, he's the pastor of that Foursquare Church, been pastoring there for 31 years. And the church is probably about 2,500 or so people. They have multiple services. And so just really connected with him. Just a lot of, they just had such expectation. You can always tell when you go into certain churches that when people are praying and they have an expectation. Church, what, what would happen if we had an expectation here and we were praying every Sunday, believing for people to get healed, people to get saved, people to get set free, right? I tell you what would happen. Revival would break out, right? That was three of you, okay? Sunday night, Carol and I took a team, again, of about seven people to a church. They had about 300 people. Uh, and so our team of seven, as we prayed, we saw 81 physical healings, 50 emotional healings, one tumor disappear, six salvations, and one de rededication. I was excited about the salvations and rededication as anything else. Listen, the people, as I shared this message, had faith for healing. And so we go ahead and show there's a photo of a young man who rededicated his life to the Lord. There it is. On, so he's one of the ones. He was the first one that came forward when I gave the altar call and left there in the white T-shirt. He had some skull on his shirt or whatever. That's okay. Come forward. Jesus has something for you. Amen. And then this other young man, he jumped in. I, he had some intestinal problem. I was praying for him. And this is what's interesting. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes, people experience different things. Heat, tingling, they might sense the pain go away. Or sometimes they start to shake or tremble. This guy, and I have this happen a lot for some reason with people with intestinal problems. He just bends over. Just like this. He just, boom. And he's pray for him a few minutes. And he, how you doing? It's all gone. So I'm like, amen. All right, Lord. Okay, let's talk about words of knowledge for me. You doing okay? I'm almost done with the teaching for today, and we'll get into some prayer. You see, there's a relationship of words of knowledge and healing. You can go look at this in 1 Corinthians 12. Um, you see how uh, some gifts work together. For example, words of knowledge and healing work together. Faith and miracles work together. And so God oftentimes will release faith through the word of knowledge. That supernatural insight about a condition or situation that someone has that we would not know any other way, right? And so when God releases that, it releases faith that God wants to heal that condition now. Oftentimes when God's getting ready to release a miracle, he releases a gift of faith either in the person that's getting prayer or, or sometimes a combination or the person that's praying uh, that he wants to do it. And boy, my hands just got tingling electricity. Ooh, come on, Jesus, let's go. And so that doesn't happen to everybody. And by the way, if you're praying for me, it doesn't, for me, I get the tingly and the like electricity. I know like God wants to release healing, all right? Let me give you one more scriptural example of uh, healing. And this one's related to words of knowledge. Mark chapter 10, verse uh, 46 through 52. Now this is about Jesus healing blind Bartimaeus. But actually, if you unpack this, there's understanding of the word of knowledge here. Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. This is someone's son. This could be your son, my grandson, whatever, right? This is someone's son. Sat by the road begging, blind. 
And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. You see, sometimes we don't like noise in church. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still. That air conditioner will make noise. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheers, rise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, that's the garment that signified he was a blind beggar, he rose and came to you. He threw it aside. I'm healed. He knew that when the moment that Jesus called him, I'm going to be healed. Threw it away. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Faith does come into play when it comes to healing and miracles, everyone. I never want to put a, a, a burden on people to have faith, but yet I want to encourage you, the more that you grow and build your life in faith, the more you will see God move in power in your life and in the lives of others, right? Immediately received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. So again, blind Bartimaeus call, cries out. Jesus sends a disciple this message on your feet. Be encouraged, he's calling you. When Bartimaeus heard those last four words, he stood, threw off the cloak given to him by religious leaders, identify him as a blind and worthy of alms. When he heard the words, it created bold faith. He discards the cloak, I'm not blind anymore. Now let me ask you a question. How did the message come? Through a disciple, through a prayer servant. How would you like to hear Jesus calling you today? If you understand the purpose of the word of knowledge, it'll create faith and help release healing. So if there's a word of knowledge, I'm going to have a team come up here in a minute. We're going to give some words of knowledge. And I want you to stand if, the, if you have that condition. And stand in faith expecting Jesus wants to heal you. Now, if you have other conditions here today and the word of knowledge is not called out for your condition, we're going to pray for everybody that needs healing today, okay? It's 100 and whatever it is out there today. Why be in a hurry? Let's just go after it, okay? And so let's go after it. So if Jesus appeared to you today, if Jesus walked through the doors and stood right before you today or walked right in here, do you have, would you have faith that God wanted to heal you or move in power in this service? Uh, that's most of you. Come on, church. He, he, everybody would be healed, right? Do you realize he is here? He said, if two or three of you are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. Amen. And do you realize that Jesus said in John 16, 7, look at this. He said, it is to your advantage that I go away. He's talking about how he's going to be crucified. He's given the disciples instructions, John 14, 15, 16, 17. He's about to go to the cross. He goes, it's to your advantage that I go away. Why? Because if I go away, I will send him to you. Send who? The paracletos, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper, the one who will act just like if Jesus was here. And the Holy Spirit's in us. It's to our advantage that he went away. So listen, he wants to move. What hinders us? The distance between the left ear and the right ear. It's the greatest distance in the universe. I'm reminded of that every time I try to hit the golf ball. Left ear, right ear. 
greatest distance. Why don't we see? Because we, we let our minds get in the way. Our minds get in the way and inhibits faith. Faith is to expect what God is about to do. There is a realm, listen, there is a realm of anointing. He wants to entrust to a group of people corporally that he could never entrust just to one individual alone. God wants us to, what if he took us corporately someplace together that was beyond anything we've ever imagined? One of my other trips to Brazil, I'm almost done. We'll get into the words of knowledge. Uh, Hebero Preto, which is sort of northwest of Sao Paulo, I was in a few years ago. And uh, before I put the video up there, just give me a second. Uh, I took a team to a church on a, on a Sunday night, and it was awesome. I love when you go into a church and the people have been praying, and you just sense his presence. Like you know at the moment you walk in. And they, had, they were praying for, and I joined them in the prayer room. They, they were praying for miracles, expecting miracles, expecting God to move. And I'm like, okay, God's going to do something special tonight. And so we got in there, and uh, it was a small storefront church in a very poor part of town. And um, got in there and, and uh, gave, a, gave a teaching and through the translator. It's a little tough through the translator really getting much into it, but gave a little healing teaching like and then gave some words of knowledge. And I had this one word of knowledge simply about a problem in the left ear. That was it, just a problem in the left ear. Well, it turns out that there was a woman that was walking in front of the church just before the meeting started. She had never been in church in her life, never been in church. And she heard a voice tell her, go inside the church. She went inside the church and sat there. She watched the worship. She had no grid for any of this. She, she you know, the whole thing. And then I start talking about problem with the left ear. She could hear fine out of the right ear. She was born deaf in that left ear. As soon as I said a problem with the left ear, boom, there was a pop in her ear. This woman had never been in a church service, didn't know anything about Jesus, didn't know anything. All of a sudden, boom, her left ear popped. It opened immediately, and it scared her. Go ahead. Will you sh turn the video on? And so I asked after I gave this word of knowledge. Hold on one second. Turn it up. You're going to have to start again and turn it up. Eric, you got to turn the sound up in the room. Can we, can we start it again? Thanks, guys. She was completely deaf. Oh, she was completely deaf. Yeah. Thank you, 
So, one of the team members just happened to, when she came up to film that, which was awesome, the woman, then later when I did the altar call, was the first one to give her life to Jesus. She got her left ear miracle opened up, gave her life to Jesus. What, what started it? A, a simple word of knowledge about her ear. The word of knowledge is modern day disciples coming to you saying, in behalf of Jesus, be on your feet, be encouraged, he's calling you. And so well, I'm going to ask here in a minute, so the team that we've talked to about giving words of knowledge, if you want to come on up on the stage now, uh, we'll do that. So come on up if you've got a word of knowledge. Everybody doing okay? So as we give some of these words of knowledge, again, if the condition applies to you, uh, go ahead and stand up. We're going we're gonna to pray. So team, none of you got words of knowledge? Get up here if you got one. Come on up. I may need a couple of young, there we go. All right, so be brief. So if the word applies to you, go ahead and stand. And stand in faith. I'm going to pray for everybody here in a second, okay? So um, it's just here, like in your shoulders, is like heavy, like bricks. Is pain in the shoulder, heavy pain, like bricks. Very heavy. Okay, heavy so if that applies to you, stand up and stay standing, please. So, Barbara? Pain on the inside of the right elbow. Pain on the inside of the right elbow. So if that is anybody, go ahead and stand up. It might be, you know, there could be somebody online or whatever. Okay. Margaret? Um, yeah, I got the word insomnia and, and then right after it, PTSD. So I think that's it's, connected. Okay, insomnia and PTSD. So if that applies to anybody, go ahead and stand. Okay. Is that a stand back there? All right. Okay. The Lord say he wants to heal the mind. Heal the mind. So, okay. It was a little different. A broken heart. Broken heart. Okay. Um, a young woman that has migraines, and not only do they make you ill and feel very poorly, but you've been saying to yourself, this is interrupting with my life. Okay. All right. So we've got a couple folks there. Uh, I was getting a word, something about the right right knee like meniscus pain on the right side of the right knee pain on the right side of the right knee possibly related to the meniscus is that anybody it is go ahead and stand up oh, back there you're already standing a couple of you already standing another one okay one of the words i gave down in brazil i feel it again it's it's a very it's very common but every time i call it out people get healed right in the center of the back in this area uh Severe pain, center of the back, severe pain, okay. Somebody's fallen and hurting your tailbone. Okay, fallen, hurting your tailbone. Uh, problem with the esophagus, is there someone with a problem with the esophagus, like a burning in the esophagus? Okay, 
All right. One. Anxiety. Anxiety. Does my youngest grandson have a word? <laughs> Mama does. Hi. I just um, felt like somebody had felt uh, like it was too late for them. They felt called into ministry, but they felt like it was too late for them. So it was emotional. So we're more, of, more of emotional. Okay. All right. So we're going to pray for these conditions. Now, here's the thing. It builds faith in the room. If something is happening and you sense that you're 80% or better healed, start waving your hand, both hands over your head. All right, sound good? All right. No pressure. If you're not healed, don't. We're not trying to coerce anything. If you don't sense healing taking place, we'll pray more for you and for others at the end up here, okay? So, Father, we pray right now, God, for those that need healing. Holy Spirit, we invite your healing presence to come rest on these right now. Holy Spirit, increase your healing anointing. Increase your healing presence. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over sickness, disease, pain. We command backs to be healed, knees to be healed, esophagus to be healed. Lord, all these different conditions, anxiety. Lord, that pain in the neck to be healed. Lord, uh, all of these different situations, God. The, the mental struggles, emotional, we just release your healing presence right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, if you can test it out, begin to try to test it out. See if there's something that maybe is improved. Oftentimes, remember, Jesus said, pick up your bed and walk. So there's an activation of faith sometimes. Just test it. You sense something happening. Wave one hand. If you sense his presence, okay, that's some of you. One, two, three, four. Go ahead and stand if you, if you can. Yeah. So if you, Lord, we just bless what you're doing right now. So if you can, touch, put your hand maybe on that part or that area if you sense, especially those of you who are waving. Lord, we just thank you for your healing presence. If you feel like you're 80% or better, two hands. Yeah, wave them, wave them right, one here, okay, thank you, Lord. 80% or better, two hands. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We just bless you, bless you. Remember the ones that gave the words, because maybe I'm going to have you come up to them here in a few minutes and get more prayer for those of you who didn't receive healing. Okay, so Stu, you're 80%, come on up. God, I'd like you to give a testament. Anybody else, you feel like you're 80% or better after we pray? You can go ahead and be seated. It's all right. We have to get the, get the water stirring here. So what, what condition did you have? Here, turn around, face everybody. What condition did you have? And I've been wow. suffering with shingles for about four weeks. Shingles, okay. In the, In the back area. Back, right back okay. area. So that pain? Right. Hands right on it. Pain's and so gone. Pain's gone. Come on, Jesus. It was really painful. <laughs> so you want to know, so, so it was funny, it was earlier this morning, I had a word, and then I saw, because we have another lady in the church that's been battling shingles, and I had a, I actually had another word about shingles, so I think, I find this, yeah, it's, I find this is it. patted me right on the back. Yeah, so Lord, we just, we right just here. think, so, so anybody else, back condition, some type of pain in that back area, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead and be seated, everybody. Thank so listen, you guys, 
just be seated. We'll pray more for the sick here. There's no pressure. I'm just trying to give you a feel for kind of how we do meetings and stuff overseas. Um, when you have a larger crowd, usually there's more that are getting touched and healed and some of that. But that's okay. We'll keep going for it, right? Now, what I want to do before we pray for the sick is something very important, and that is uh, invite those that might be here that don't know Christ or maybe need to rededicate their life to him to do so. And so you just saw, you know, some of the pictures of people that were healed, some of the testimonies. This is, what Je this is Jesus. This is the one who came to earth, died for us, showed us the Father, revealed the Father's love, took it on the cross for us, our sin, our sickness, our disease. He was coming again. And, uh, you know, we can receive a healing, but without Christ in our hearts, without our lives being surrendered to him, we're lost and without hope. So if you're here today and you don't know Christ or you're backslidden or if you're wandered from him, this would be a great time to rededicate your life to the Lord. Amen? And so, uh, you know, and again, in our American culture, you know, we're not, in these other cultures, people are used to just coming forward and that kind of thing. Listen, if you're not right with the Lord today, I want to encourage you, make a way up here. Get, get your heart right with Jesus. I'm going to count from 10 down to 1, and then we're going to move into prayer, okay? And so you're not, you know, don't know the Lord, or you need to rededicate your life to him, I encourage you, come on up here. 10. Earlier this year, I had an open vision. I saw a vision on a, one of our Friday night meetings of a young woman being drugged down into hell. I've shared it a couple of times. It's one of the most frightening things I've ever seen. This young woman was on the edge of an abyss, and I knew the abyss was hell, and she was screaming, help me, help me, help me. And so it, it may not be a young woman. It could be a, a man or whatever. This is Jesus through me, through a disciple, pleading with you to be reconciled to him. Listen, you don't want to leave this life without Christ in your life. If you're not right with God, get right with Jesus today. Ten, nine, eight. Make your way up here. Don't hesitate. His presence is here. He wants to set free. He wants to deliver. Eight, seven, six, anybody. Five, four. You're all right with God. Come on, sister. The Lord wants to touch you. Four. Anyone else? Come on, church. Anyone else? You're not right with the Lord. Bless you, dear. Three. Two. One. Let's pray for her. Father, we pray for her. Carolyn, go ahead and pray right now. Jesus will leave the 99 to go after the one, church. Pastor, we want revival. This is how it begins. You expect, you pray, you preach Jesus, you go after it. But Pastor, we're not seeing the hundreds come to Christ every Sunday. It starts with the one. We need to celebrate for every life that gives her and rededicates her life to the Lord, church. Father, we bless our sister here right now. We thank you, God. You'll leave the 99 to go after one. There's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 just. We just thank you, God. Thank you, God. All right, so here's what I want to do. If I can get our prayer team up here ready. Again, some of you had those conditions. You stood, you weren't healed. Maybe come up to those that maybe gave the word of knowledge or come up to the others. And so any of the ones that gave the word of knowledge, if you want to come up here and be ready, uh, 
And we're going to pray for the sick. So, Father, I ask right now, Lord, not just for the words of knowledge that were given, but anyone else that needs prayer for healing, that, Lord, you'd release a healing wave. So, invite, prayer team, I want to remind you, just invite the Holy Spirit's presence to come on them. Expect them to be touched by the Holy Spirit. And the youth, if any of the youth, if you want to come and get paired up, Pastor Tyler will help you get paired up with some of the adults to pray, to get kind of experience. The best way to learn how to pray for the sick is get with somebody that knows how to pray for the sick, right? Be around it. Be in an atmosphere. Kind of get on the... Listen, there... There's nothing more exciting when you're praying for someone and you see them dramatically get set free or come to Christ or get, get, you know, healed. And so it's just awesome. And so, Father, we just release your healing presence. Would, ever, would everybody stand in the room if you can stand? And let's just pray together. Let's invite his healing presence. If you need prayer for healing, come up. If you need prayer for anything else, come on up. There are a lot of words. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence. Glorify Jesus. Heal the sick. Set at liberty. Lord, those that are in bondage and captive, God. Lord, increase your healing presence. More of your healing presence, Lord. And if you're there in the congregation, you don't need healing, I want to pray something else. If you want a fresh touch from the Lord, I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit to come and just touch you right where you're at. Holy Spirit, I'm asking right now all over the room, I'm asking for a fresh touch. I'm asking for a power encounter with you. More of your healing presence. More of your healing anointing. In fact, if you want to have hands laid on you for impartation of the Holy Spirit or transference for the gift of healing and words of knowledge, I'm going to be up here uh, on my left. You're right up here. Come up here, and uh, I'll pray, and we're just going to release something, okay? So make your way up here if you don't need healing. If you need to go, go be blessed. The coffee ministry, maybe you'll get started eventually out there. I don't know. So, And so we're just going to kind of minister and let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do and glorify Jesus. Amen? So if you want prayer for impartation or encounter with the Holy Spirit, come on up here. How hungry are you? If I could get a couple of young men to help me in case folks get a little weak. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just get behind them. Get the behind them in case they get weak. And just, you don't have to, by the way, you don't have to fall down. There's no suggestion. But sometimes people just get a little weak. Holy Spirit, we just ask for your healing presence. We ask for more. More. Just fall fresh. Just fall fresh on your people, Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
It's not me, it's Jesus. Sometimes people feel heat, electricity. Sometimes it's just a stillness. Sometimes he just begins to release like visions and words, stand behind them, catch, let them know you're behind them. More, more Holy Spirit. More of your presence. More of your presence. More of your presence. Lord, I pray just to release, God, of the gifts of healing, words of knowledge, just a transference. Just activate, Lord, and just stir that up. More. More. Just silk her, Lord. Just release. Just release. More of your presence. More of your presence. More of your presence. Holy Spirit, Jesus. More. 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 You want to just sit in a chair there, Kathy? Because you're, it's better just to sit. Lord, just continue to fill her. More, more, more. Jesus. Increase, 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 increase. Oh, Jesus. Justin, Father, Holy Spirit, come. Come. Oh. Holy Spirit, just invite your presence. Invite your presence. Jesus. Invite your presence. Jesus. More power. More power. More power. More power. Thank you, Jesus. There's others that want prayer. Just kind of make your way up here. You can stay. Those of you that got prayer, you can just kind of stay off the side or whatever. Jesus. Holy Spirit. More, more, 
more, more, more, more, more, fire, 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 fire. There it is. More, 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 Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, yeah, Jesus' name, come. More of a release, more of your healing presence. Lord, I just pray, just release the gift of healing, words of knowledge, more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More. More. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Jesus. release more of a healing anointing. Yeah, words of knowledge. More. More. Fill. Fill. More Jesus. More. Oh. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit. Spirit come, fresh oil, fresh power, fresh oil, more, release healing, words of knowledge, Jesus, more, more, thank you God, thank you God, whoa, More for carry, more for carry, more power, more fire, more fire, more, 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 more. Thank you, God. Believe in God. Holy Spirit, come. Ooh, fire. Fresh fire, Holy Spirit. Fresh fire. Lord, we thank you for healing of that eye, that eye opening up. We thank you, God, for total healing. Holy Spirit, more, more, more of your healing presence, more power, more fire, more, <clears throat> more, 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 thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, more. Yeah. 